Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's an absolute honor for me to be the manager here. I'm telling you that now. It's an absolute honor. Honestly, it is an honor. And at the end of the day, I will, I will do everything I possibly can to bring some success here to the game. McLaughlin, Johansson lays up the shot! John Hansen with the goal! Chris Sutton holds off Frank de Boer and wins the All-Fan match in the first minute of stoppage time. Alan Thompson's effort! A sensational goal from Thompson. Rounds off Celtic's All-Fan win. Welcome to the return of the O'Neill years. Now, this is a bit different, Stephen. We've been covering the O'Neill years. It's a deep dive. It's a documentary into Matt yeah. O'Neill's time as Celtic manager. This is the classic match companion O'Neill years edition. But what game are we doing? It's the podcast clashing event of the century. <laughs> yes. this, um, well, to bring us up to speed here, the last episode, episode three, we talked about specifically the first four league games of the season to yes. lead us up to this point. Now, why we picked the first four league games of the season was because we had something on the horizon, and this and this is what we're going to do. Now, the last episode, as I say, when people will have heard it, we covered four games. We thought it would, would make sense to dedicate an entire episode to this certain game in Celtic's history. Melly, what is that certain game? Celtic 6, Rangers 2. Oh, spoilers. The, I know, yes. <laughs> the most important, for me, the most important old firm, as it was back then, match, maybe ever. Uh, it's, a, it's a bold claim. But certainly of the 21st century. Certainly yeah. of the 21st Okay, we'll, we'll staple that. Certainly yeah. the 21st century, because from, in my opinion, putting Rangers in the place the way we did set a marker that has been sitting there for nearly 20 goddamn years. We've never <laughs> looked back. Yeah, and not only that, we, it's it's important to acknowledge the context in which this game was played. The Rangers were absolutely rampant like, oh. in the seasons before. They'd absolutely squished the league the season beforehand. They'd started this season well as well, as we covered in the last episode. They had won their first four games very handily. Celtic had two, but only by the, the odd goal here and there until it came to the Hearts game where they really kind of let the leash off and scored four. But they'd started this season very well after 
another couple of years of unchecked dominance after Celtic had managed to stop the 10. We've, we've talked about it before. It was The last couple of seasons had been a bit of a shambles. It was Vengloss and John Barnes and, and so on. No point in going back into yes. that, God. Um, it's just really to give a bit of context. Rangers were brilliant the previous season and had gone out and spent an absolute fortune here. So the confidence wasn't necessarily high. Everything was going really well under Martin O'Neill, but this was going to be the absolute big test, the the key test. Have to disagree with you, James. About what? 20 years of dominance. Uh-huh. Uh, Rangers only lasted 12 years after. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, of, of, do- domestic, of domestic dominance. Of domestic dominance. When was the last time any of you guys actually watched the match? Because for those of you who don't know, that's what we're going to do. We're going to sit yeah. down, we're w- going to watch the match. We're going to give our sort of pre-match thoughts, which is this. We're going to go away, watch it, come back with our half-time thoughts and then give you the full-time conclusion. So when was the last time any of you guys watched the match in its entirety? All the way through, probably never really. I mean, mm. I'm so familiar with the goals. Everyone's so familiar yeah. with the goals, the the iconic commentary involved. But I, I don't know if I'll have seen more than a maybe nine to 12 minute package of it since the day itself to be honest I don't think I've seen it all the way through did you have I had the Demolition Derby DVD yeah uh, video as it was at the time yeah probably not not for years since probably about 2002 maybe yeah if I'm lucky so we're, we're it's going to be a bit of a treat for us sitting down to watch <laughs> this is, thing. Yeah. let's all go all the way back the 27th of August yeah the year 2000 Makes you makes you feel old. It sure does. There yeah. are players playing for Celtic today who weren't born when this <laughs> game happened. We're signing players that weren't born yeah. when this game happened. Effectively, grown men who play for Celtic <laughs> yeah. as their job weren't yeah. born for this game. Yeah. So, Stephen, why don't you do what we you like you like to do? And Melly's right. This is my favourite bit. <laughs> why yeah, don't well, you say, tell some pop culture references just to bring the listener to the year two thousand. Yeah, we like to make it feel two thousand. So this game was played one week before Snatch came out. Oh. <laughs> right. think about how long ago that was one week after the first X-Men film came out as well and how many have there been since about 14 and, and do you know what's weird Hugh Jackman gets older right but he also gets more grotesque more muscle. mus- yeah. muscular <laughs> into he... his 50s now still <laughs> still piling on the muscle still using the Mexican supplements <laughs> see if you look back at that Hugh Jackman first poster yeah, yeah. For the, he's not built yeah, at all. Just he's looks just like a, a in shape guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two days before the game, harmless garbage Shanghai Noon came out as well with uh, <laughs> that Chan. Owen, Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan <laughs> as well. Yeah. The charts, Groove Jet by Spiller. Oh, oh that's what I say. I love. Now that was involved in a a chart battle. Do you know the, the chart battle that hadn't been seen since the likes of Oasis versus oh. Blur, and it was up against was out, it of your, out of your mind. Oh, by, no, it wasn't Paul Space. I'll, oh, I beg your pardon. Sorry. It was out of your mind by True Steppers, featuring Dane Bowers and Victoria Beckham. Freestyler by Bomb Funk MCs was out <laughs> in this time as well. Absolutely, what a year for music this was. Honestly, We Will Rock You by Queen and Five. <laughs> <laughs> And do you know what was number one on this very day, the day the, the game was played? Do you know what? It was the UK number one. No. It was music by Madonna. Was it? Yeah, so anyway, I was going to say tub thumping by Jumba <laughs> <laughs> So this, again, it just feels like so long ago. Bomb Funk MCs. My brother had the album. An album? The they Bomb Funk MCs had an MCs album. Had an album. <laughs> Freestylers is a belter. So it's uh, true. Uh, Staples yeah. featured Dame Bibber true. and Groove Jet. They're all belters. Reminds me of The Office, actually, that song, because it's in Chasers. <laughs> <laughs> In TV, the day before this game, former Hoops ace and previous star of this series, Ian Wright, presents the pilot of This Is My Moment. <laughs> right. 
People phoned a premium rate number to audition for a singing show, then are whittled down to five to perform on the show, and people vote for their favourite. So basically, the number of calls dictate the prize money. In other words, an Ian Wright-led scam <laughs> to get people to phone in. That's what telly was like in 2000. <laughs> Openly scamming folk. There was no James Bond movie out in the year no, 2000. No, no, but quite often got a Bond film to link to these, but there wasn't one then. So, Melly Stevens done the cultural references to the year 2000. I feel like everyone listening to this now feels like they're, they're wearing Levi's, uh, engineered denim like <laughs> those Craig David denims frosted tips so Stephen that's the pop culture and that's all very well and good but we're here to talk about the, the high notes I'm sure everyone can agree that was the <laughs> real the real highlights of popular culture <laughs> back then that, but we're here to talk about the Celtic so give us put, give us some Celtic context of the time well other stuff that was going on at the time Oasis had played Glasgow Green the previous day the day oh. before the, the game and Noel Gallagher was in attendance cheering yes, on the hoops he was. He, was, he was spotted on camera Dick Advocat had ramped up the main games beforehand by claiming that he could have signed Jos Volharen but turned them down to sign Bert Conterman instead. <laughs> How'd that work out for you, Dick? Mark Haitley, also in there with the main games, he claimed before the game that Celtic winning would be good for Scottish football. Come off it, Mark. <laughs> you know what that means. Uh, but around, around Celtic, John Robertson had finally been confirmed as Martin O'Neill's assistant manager two days before the game so that's that's the final piece that Martin O'Neill now has all the, the backroom pieces in play this is everything he wanted John Robertson as we've talked about in previous episodes long time collaborator if that's the right word I feel like that it's like, like a criminal type thing, thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so John Robertson's finally in um, Martin O'Neill is he's going into this game with history against him really because the previous three Celtic managers had failed to win their first Old Firm game and since then only Liam Brady and David Hay had had the advantage of having the home game first so he's having to kind of buck another trend Martin O'Neill here they usually usually go into these games as heavy underdogs because quite frankly generally lose them yeah so what was uh, what was your memories of the game Melly? From the from the time I remember watching the house with my dad, but the night before there was a it was probably sports scene, and they had Chris Sutton being interviewed on it, and he was talking about how they wanted to leave a marker in Rangers. They wanted to show that they were ready to challenge them this year. Sutton was running his mouth a good bit before this game, wasn't he? And I was like, please, Chris, stop, because (laughs) up until this point, (laughs) I had only seen in all the years of supporting Celtic, we'd only beat Rangers three times. The first game I went to. The game where Malky McKay and Decanio scored in the league a Scottish Cup. Yep. And then the 2 0 game in the New Year Derby where we stopped the 10. Oh, no, of course. And yeah. the 5 1, sorry, as well. Yeah. So only four times I'd seen Celtic beat Rangers. And after the season, they had winning the treble, spending all the money. We'd brought in two players so yeah. far. <laughs> and he's running yeah. his mouth saying he's going to beat them. But I remember it was a smashing day. Just sat and watched it with my dad and could not believe it. You, you pitch up and you beat Rangers 6-2 in your first game. That must have been a, a source yeah. of enormous satisfaction, especially for yourself. I think the, 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 any fan driving to the game that day, um, any player... Going to the you don't you know as players you prepare that's what that's what you do you get prepared for a game we'd start of the season we the start of the season well I think we were both unbeaten going into the game um, could anybody have called that at six two absolutely uh, absolutely not um, and it was it, it, it was at the stage in the season where 
I mean, nobody knew how it was going to go, mm. but it was an incredible statement uh, of intent, I think, for, from uh, our team, Martin O'Neill, to say we are, you know, we're here, we are challengers. But even after that, and, you know, in, in terms of looking back through my career, in terms of, you know, single games I remember, that would probably stand out more than any, uh, any other game. But once again, we didn't, it was one game. And, you know, an incredible game. When you finish, you can look back and say, you know, that's a game which people talk about. Of course they do. Uh, the, the atmosphere was like nothing I'd ever encountered before. Um, but we were still focused on the, the, the bigger picture. It was one game. It was three points. And, uh, you know, you, you go again. We, we were on the opposite uh, end of a 5-1, yeah. I think it was in November, uh, at Ibrox. And again, I mean, that felt terrible. However good the six-two felt, you know the five-one felt uh, felt terrible. But again, the focus is on the next game and the big picture. And the, and the bigger picture, the biggest picture in the, I think at the start of the season for Celtic was closing that gap on Rangers. Uh, but as the season progressed, you know we 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 grew in belief. I think the supporters grew in belief, uh, and and that was down to. To, to Martin, really, and the personnel which he brought into the club, he was bringing his own players in, and Martin had control of of the budget and uh, and brought wisely. Stephen, your memories of the game live? Well, I, I wasn't at it. I remember, I vividly remember watching it. I was in my my mate's big brother's house. And I remember, what I remember of it was just people everywhere. So I was basically sitting on the floor in front of the telly. Me and a couple of my pals were just basically like sitting on the floor, six inches away from the screen, trying to keep out of people behind his way. But it was one of those games where we'll come on to it. What, but my memories of it are that people are still milling about, getting themselves beers, going to the toilet here and there, and all of a sudden goals are going in, <laughs> and everyone's You're rushing, like, guys, aye, and everyone's rushing back into the living room. And it's, just, it's just chaos. This is. I vividly remember watching it. I mean, it's nearly, obviously nearly 20 years ago and I don't think anything like that really truly leaves you. It was just just an, an astonishing like, start to the game and don't want to give away too much. We don't want to spoil it too much here. Do you want to, want my memories of the game? By all means. I'm going to show you my hand here. What, <laughs> what is weird about my hand, for the listeners I don't know, describe That gommy pinky. That gommy yes, pinky, as okay. we would call it. This gommy pinky, what happened was I got my hands caught in the hinges of a door. Oh. And the end of my pinky got chopped clean off. Oh. That's where I was when this game happened. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> I was in hospital. Treatment. Oh, no. I was in ho- <laughs> and I came out of this, I came out of hospital... I had a couple of days off school and I was kind of just in the hospital and all that. Like, read, reading the newspapers. Aye, because it's it was, a long story. It was severed. They, they, <laughs> they try to put it back on. No, I can't, right? I was severed, Melly. <laughs> aye, right? So, for my memory of this game was I was in hospital. I'm, I missed it and I, <laughs> I, it, mate. I, I read the results in the newspapers and I went back to school and I couldn't even get a right good bam up on because everyone knew I'd missed the game. So see if anyone says I would give my right arm for a 6-2 game <laughs> I, against, I, against Rangers. You tried to. I gave yeah. one quarter of my right <laughs> pinky and that, that's let everyone know. And Melly, please don't call it gommy. That makes me feel bad. It's offensive. Uh, <laughs> So the game, yes. This is the the back in the day, the Sky Sports coverage, the yeah. big the big suits and <laughs> and a grey suits. Andy Walker with his massive knot in his tie. Yeah. He was fond of that. Well, on this, obviously, this game is available in its entirety. Not only the game, but the the Sky Sports coverage is available on YouTube. So listeners, 
go and watch it with us. See when we, we say we're about to go and watch the first half. Go and do it. Let's, let's all watch it together. But what I'm looking forward to is what I remember about this game and reading about it since and reading about it in a wee bit of preparation for watching it is that uh, Sky Fanzone was oh, was a yes. thing back then and this was the first ever Scottish game for it to be used on. If you, if you don't remember what Fanzone it was, was, it was a a short-lived sort of... I think it was around for a wee while, but it was one of those things that Sky Sports tried and it kind of died out Just a wee bit. Just disappeared. Yeah, so Fanzone was... We could bring it back. We, yeah, could we, find, could. <laughs> we could find a willing hun to come in and watch the game with <laughs> yeah. us what for the would... next match companion for the next Celtic game. So what they would do, they would take rival fans and stick them in what was essentially a broom cupboard and have them just jumping all over each other while trying to comment on the game. And that was an option. Should you want to take in that as the commentary instead of the very professional David Proven and Ian Crocker? Should you want that option that was available to you? There's the famous game where it's Arsenal-Chelsea and the Chelsea fan says it's only Ray Parler and he spanks one in in the <laughs> FA Cup final. Yeah, that's right. Just instantly. <laughs> but see, this is classic Sky Sports though. This is, see if you go back and you watch it like you can on YouTube, the graphics are like something of the 80s. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is when they used to write on the screen and just draw arrows. Yeah. They used to say like, Rod Wallace is going to run here Valharan's yeah. going to run this way, and that that, that was an. But again, sports scene has just about caught up today. <laughs> right enough on the Sky Sports. The graphics are Terminator too. Yeah. That's what the graphics are. Sports scene do it on a VTech. <laughs> so Melly, let's talk about the game pre-match. I want you to give us the, give us the lineup. Right. Well, Celtic, as we said, two signings in from last year, so ooh, we're not too confident. But between the sticks, Johnny Gould mm-hmm. back free. Jos Valharan. Alan Stubbs Been on this podcast Oh yeah Of course Friend Friend of the <laughs> pod Yeah Stefan Mahe Down the right Jackie McNamara Been on this podcast <laughs> Down the left Bobby Petter Midfield free Of Paul Lambert Lubomir Moravchik Been on this podcast <laughs> And Stylian Petrov Been on this podcast <laughs> Uh, front two of Larson and Chris Sutton. Sutton was on this podcast. Yeah, of course. Yeah, quite, quite a number of friend of the pods uh, on here. Yeah. No bad. And uh, the Celtic bench? On the bench we had Stuart Kerr as the substitute mm. goalkeeper. You can still find him. <laughs> Tom Boyd, Ayo Berkovic, Johan Mialbe and Mark Butchell. On this podcast. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Bobby Peter, we talked a wee bit about him on the last episode of this where he'd spent a long time out of the team and very fairly unpopular with the fans at this point because they hadn't really done anything. It wasn't entirely his fault because Barnes just simply didn't have a position for him and he didn't really play. But this right before this game is when he'd started playing his way into the team full of confidence. Mm. He, he talked about Martin O'Neill having turned his career around by just telling him, look, look, you're a good player. Just keep it simple. Do what you do best. Beat players and get crosses in. So... He's earned his place in this team, but the rest, the rest is an absolute who's who of see, Celtic greats here. See, but I'm still maybe it's just inbuilt in me. But see, when I see that Rangers team, I'm still like, fucking hell, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, we're in for a tough one Aye, here. Right. So, <laughs> so, so Melly, give us the Rangers team. None of these have been on the podcast. No. But anyway, <laughs> Stefan Clausen, goal. Who was the highest paid player in Britain at yep, the time? Yep. <laughs> He's a goalkeeper. Uh, a back four of Fernando Rickson, new Dutch signing. international. Bert Conterman International Lorenzo Amoruso Was he in that match? No, definitely no. not Lorenzo Amoruso Who was unbeaten in 10 of his uh, old firm games <laughs> Tony Vidmar uh, Midfield of Claudio Reyna Barry Ferguson Giovanni Van Bronckhurst <laughs> And Neil McCann yeah. Up top 
the deadly duo of Billy Dodds and Rod Wallace. And as we've said, Stephen, Billy Dodds was yeah, on fire. Absolutely. Again, going back into the previous episode, he was absolutely lighting them up in the first four games. I think he'd maybe get about six or seven goals by the time this, this yeah. game comes around. So it's a deadly duo up front, very dangerous. And um, the, the Rangers bench was oh, no joke either. No. <laughs> Big boys there. Lionel Shabonia, sub goalkeeper. Andre Kinchelskis. Mm-hmm. Two guy, loving crans. And the big one, Bob Malcolm. <laughs> Bob FTP Malcolm. Spot, who's the odd one out there? Rangers were missing George Alberts, who was an absolute thorn in the side. Yeah, yeah. Take the hammer, just scored. Injured Paul Lambert the previous season, smashed his teeth. Oh, they were just a horrible, just up bunch, really, weren't they? So let's go and watch the first half of this game. Celtic v Rangers. Old Rangers at Celtic Park. The 6-2 game that we've all not watched for a long time. Let's go watch the first half. <laughs> neck and neck. Yeah, absolutely. Going into this game. Rangers dominant over Celtic. Fair to say that Celtic were still the underdogs at this point going into this match. That team of massively financially juiced up internationals <laughs> versus the boys in we're, green and We're going white. to continue to say this as <laughs> well. We're, going, we're, we're saying this on every single oh, episode. It's true. It's absolutely true. People must know it. Let's go and watch it. My memories of the 6-2 game. Uh, my mum and dad had went away on holiday and left me at home, which meant I had every 17-year-old boy's dream and empty. So most of my mates were essentially living with me for the few weeks uh, when they were away. We decorated the, the room with Celtic flags and tricolours and all the usual stuff. In fact, a few of my mates had been at a rebel gig in the night before. Uh, Shabin had played in Dumbarton. Uh, so they'd help decorate the room. Um, I remember a, a nice family picture being replaced by a picture of a man in a bush wearing a ski mask holding an assault rifle. It's fair to say the battle fever was on. Celtic had started the season well. This was our first real test, so like most games against the Huns, there, there was the usual nerves, but there was some real cautious belief that we could beat them. There must have been about 20 people in the room watching the game, obviously the majority of them Celtic fans, but there was a, a token two or three Huns, unfortunately. The first 15 minutes was just absolute ecstasy, utterly pummeling them. Um, like, but unlike games in the past against the uh, Rangers, we were actually taking our chances in scoring. Um, it was around this time that the three Huns in our company decided to leave. They weren't missed. When Rangers pulled it back to 3-1 just before half-time, uh, there was that worry that we'd maybe peaked too soon and they were going to come back. Uh, but Larson's amazing goal to make it 4-1 around 50 minutes meant it was party time. Even them scoring to make it 4-2 wasn't really a great worry. As I could just remember thinking it was clearly our day. The final two goals were just really the icing on the cake and it turned like a, a defeat into an absolute pumping for the Huns. Um, it was only the second time in my life that we'd actually really gave Rangers a doing. Unlike the 5-1 game a few years earlier, this, this really was the turning of the tide, making us the top dogs in Glasgow. Even now, I, I think this game was the, the shift of the power in the city. Half-time. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Oh, that was a, I better tell everyone the score. Celtic 3, Rangers 1. Um, that Doesn't game, tell half the story. No, that was no. a ferocious pace. That game was at a ferocious pace. Especially the opening exchanges. It was like yeah. a boxing match. From the very beginning, obviously we're watching the Sky coverage from the time, so from the very beginning, the noise is unbelievable in the crowd. Is really No Green Brigade? No, of course. I mean, the, the atmosphere in the stadium, again, I wasn't there, I could only imagine, but feeling it through the telly is is unbelievable. And that's where those games used to be 
used to be like obviously that there's something like that now something getting towards back then now but we didn't have it for a long time but it it takes me right back to that that's you're so tense in these oh, games it was unbelievable and just feeling the atmosphere as I say through the telly that was just just took me straight back to the year 2000 even more so than thinking about bomb funk MCs did <laughs> but the, the game itself ferocious ferocious I, I spoke before the game about how my, my main memories of it was that I hadn't even settled hadn't even no. sat down and things were already happening people are running back into the room and and sure enough, 51, 51 seconds, I think it was, on the clock, and a big event has already happened. Bobby Tetter with an early surge on his old firm debut. And he'll get a free kick. Well, that's what Martin and he will be looking for plenty of this afternoon. Bobby Tetter, full tilt here down the left-hand side, clearly tripped here. And he gives Celtic a free kick. Well, in fact, Stuart Dougal's given the corner. Maratic sends it in, and Stubbs and Larson are there, and it's turned in by Chris Sutton! Unbelievable! Chris Sutton makes an immediate impact on his old third debut, and Celtic are in front! Well, I bet he can hardly believe his luck in. A gift from God for Chris Sutton. Lorenzo Amoruso screaming at the, at the stand side linesman for offside here. It sets up nicely for Sutton at the back post. I think he's on. Two Rangers players on the goal line. It breaks perfectly for him. Stefan Kloss with no chance whatsoever. And as you see there, he's well onside. And Celtic, Chris Sutton and Martin O'Neill have the start of their dreams. Bobby Petter goes down the left-hand side. He sort of skins Rickson who yeah. falls over. And Bobby Petter goes to go over him but Rickson catches head. and yeah. he Petter goes down now that's either a foul or a goal kick because Bobby <laughs> yeah, Petter's yeah. hit the ball out corner to Celtic <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> we're not going to complain again yeah, about yeah, these no. things so, so the decisions are all, all over the place already see um, uh, just to acknowledge something there's, there's a bit of an elephant in the room when it comes to talking about Fernando Rickson right but for the purposes of this this podcast and this series He's going to come up time and again because he's a big player for Rangers and we're going to talk about him as the footballer he was at the time and one we hated. We're going to give him that respect. Obviously, we do acknowledge it. I just don't want anyone listening to this feeling uncomfortable. Like, oh, they're talking about Rex and yes. getting skinned. Right, we all know. So I just I wanted to get that out of the way just now so we can just <laughs> move on and talk about him. Because, you know what? If I, if I go on to say that I hated Fernando Rickson as a player, it's exactly what he would want. So yes. we're going to pay him that respect uh, while talking about him. But this <laughs> this is not his day, no, this game. <laughs> From the word go, as you say, Millie, it's Peter straight down there, skins him. And then, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. So Peter kind of falls over the back of his head. So he clatters his knee off the back of Rickson's head. And I wonder if that shook him because yeah. his eyes look gone. I know, he, he came game. away from... When he was setting up for the corner, he's rubbing the back of his head as if, as if he's just had a concussion or something like that. So the the corner... What a delivery. Lubo Maravchik. What a delivery. Absolutely remember, remember back then when corners were good. <laughs> when we used Take to score back from again. them. Yeah. Delicious ball in. It's sort of... Headed clear, punch clear by Kloss. I think it's Amoruso going for it. Fall breaks to Larson, who hits it as he's falling. So sweeps it, yeah. yeah. And just on the far post, Chris Sutton's just standing there poaching in an offside position. And, uh, <laughs> and off it the home pitch. as well. Yeah, the, the legalities of this goal 
obviously we're only 51 seconds into the game and we've already talked about how it was a slightly dodgy decision for the corner in the first place and is this goal offside? Because I think he is. Are you, are you allowed to come off, come on from off the pitch and come into a sort of I don't know. Maybe I mean there might be the rules might have been different in two thousand. Yeah. If you were off the pitch, maybe you weren't active. It but. doesn't matter really because he's ahead of Kloss, so it's only Billy Dodds on the line. If yeah. you're you're offside, if there's not two players yeah. there, so look, it was going so quick. It is difficult for the <laughs> linesman to it's see. Pretty intense. The yeah. linesman is on the side of the camera, so he's got Billy Dodds maybe blocking his view. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so it, but Sutton's there to sweep at home and he just runs over to where the Green Brigade are right now and it's just arms outstretched. He's, his shirt's like the back, it's flapping in the wind because he's <laughs> running away. It's absolutely brilliant. We'll take Scenes. it, we'll take it. Take the goal. The goals were thick and fast in this game though because as we discussed, it's if you've not watched this game and you probably have but if you've not watched it for a while it's hard to underestimate even the, the relentless pace of this game. Oh, I know. Um, what was it? 11 minutes or something like that and we're already 3 now up. But it's... it's, it's, it's not just that but I know, three minutes in Billy Dodds is booked. booked yeah. Absolute shock Plus, of a challenge. When you're watching old football and this is old football now Everyone's touch just seems a little bit shiter <laughs> well, than, than nowadays. Well, not, this, not everybody. This but. is the thing we talk about all the time. We very recently talked about a Celtic Rangers game, and it's when you go back and watch these, you you don't you don't have any appreciation for it at the time because they are so intense and they're so you're so nervy and all that watching it. You you look back and maybe the quality just simply yeah. isn't there. It's like it's I mean, all, there are good passages of oh, play of in this game, yeah. but. The opening exchanges, it's very kick and rushy, yeah. flying into tackles and these are a lot. Good, good footballers. Yeah, yeah. Like the Rangers team, there's there's barely a weak man in that, that lineup. If you had to pick one, it'd be Conterman, but the rest are absolutely solid, solid performance. Vidmar as well. But it's the, the game has started, and as, as Melly just said, there's a booking after three minutes. Billy Dodds has already gone through the back of Stubbs. There's Billy also Dodds, a chance for yeah, Billy Dodds should have scored. They missed an absolute sitter. He, he, when you see it from the the camera angle from the crowd, he really he just nods it straight across an empty net from the from the back post. He really should have put that away. Yeah, it was a good free kick by Van Bronckhorst. And yeah. even if he heads it back across the road, there should be somebody there to put it home. And this is the first couple of minutes, and some games just don't have as much action as the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, of this no. game. It's unbelievable. Well, we can get sorry, we can get booked as well. Well, this um, results in the second goal. Yeah, McCann get booked as well for something that was a stonewall red in, in today's in today's <laughs> money. Eight match ban. Uh, it's like two footed, late over the top of the ball, and it's just, it, back then it's just a booking because I think it's early these, in the game, mate. Yeah, one it was early in the game. Two, these games are just refereed slightly differently. Yes. I'm actually surprised looking back at this that Dodds did get booked and McCann did yeah. get booked so early on, refereed even though they were slightly differently. Same type of ref. But... <laughs> well, that's very true. Stuart Dougal was the referee <laughs> oh, in this game. We're right. going to talk about and we should name him. Yeah. Hugh Dallas, fourth official. All your favourites. <laughs> yeah. So six minutes on the clock by the time McCann is booked for an absolute. Like there's no. No debate about it. It's an there, absolute red card. There's no two ways about it. The resulting free kick, Bobby, it comes back to Bobby Petter, who again wins a corner off Fernando Rickson. Yeah. He's, we're just terrorising them down that left-hand side. Everything's going down there. Miravchik again, an absolutely delicious ball and Klaus can't come for it. And on rushing, Stylian Petrov comes in at the back post with a sort of Diving header, but it's a strange his, technique. His, yeah, his legs are going forward first <laughs> yeah. rather he's than through that defence like a freight train, yeah. and he <laughs> throws himself into the air. And who's the man that's sort of meant to be marking him? 
Fernando, Fernando Rixon. Rixon. Yeah, again, not not his day at all. In fact, it's we'll we'll come on to it. But what does it last? Twenty one minutes before he eventually gets hooked. It's the very famous yeah. thing about Fernando Rixon in this game and Bobby Petter especially. But, but Sterling Petter's technique on that header was absolutely baffling. It, it's what he had to do to get the oh, ball over the line. But I've never really seen anything quite like it. He just sort of, as you say, his legs are ahead of his head, even though he is effectively a diving header. Celtic seeking a second. Maracic sends it in. Score a lot of headers from corners at it. You think with Valharin, Stubbs, Sutton, Larson all up there, Pet- Petrov coming in at the back post. Rickson just didn't have a clue where he was, and 2 0, and it's just absolute bedlam everywhere. Nobody, including myself, still yeah. can believe the start to this game. Just after this note, I, I do like Keen Crocker, and we'll talk a bit about him as well because. He he played his part in the, oh, yeah. the iconic nature of this yeah. game. He, he absolutely played his part, and that shouldn't be ignored. But there was a bit shortly after this goal where he and David Proven were talking about how things were being thrown onto the pitch, mm. as if missiles are being thrown out of the pitch. And now we're only a year on from the the Dallas the, the, the famous Hugh Dallas thing where you get hit with a coin or a lighter or something in the forehead. But what had actually happened is a part of the linesman's flag had fallen off <laughs> and he went over and picked it up and David Proven's on about, oh, the, these scenes, that the, the, they must stamp down on these things. And you can see... It's unlike David Proven. I know. <laughs> you can see the linesman and the referee and there's a player standing there as well clearly laughing about how his flag has fallen <laughs> apart. It's just the wee bit off the handle has fallen <laughs> off. Oh, disgraceful scenes at these games once again. <laughs> again, another goal. 12 minutes in. There's too many goals here, guys. Yeah, I, can't, no. I can't keep up with it. Down the left again, Petrov and uh, Petter work it. The ball's down to Lubo. Just down at the byline, works it through to him. Wee Cruyff turns, sort of slips, get up. Just Ferguson slips as he's trying to tackle him as well. And he just, composure, cuts it back to Lambert, coming in from the edge of the box. And the finish into the corner, again, just absolute pandemonium. Runs over <laughs> to the same bit as everybody else has when they've scored. It's just chaos. Every, there's just limbs. It's just limbs. Maracic could be in. And they're queuing up here. It's another one for Paul Lambert. Three for Celtic. And in paradise, this is the stuff that Celtic dreams are made of. That all came from a very good advantage by Stuart Dougal. Bobby Petter was filled white right. He let the play go on, claims for offside. Maracic clearly on though. Checks back, has the presence to pick out the supporting Lambert. Amoruso can't get close enough to him to close the shot down. Maracic has time to look up, he sees Lambert. And Lambert could not have struck it any sweeter. And well, it's mission impossible for Rangers now, Ian. Do you know what that finish was? It was a slam. Oh, yeah. He slammed at home, is what you would say about Crocker that goal. as well says they're queuing up here, and he was right. Yeah. Lambert comes and smash 3-0 after 12 minutes. 
never seen the likes and probably never see it again. As much as I slagged Stuart Dougal uh, prior to this, he, he actually played a decent advantage in this goal. He, he yeah, let it go yeah. on after Petr had gone down and, and Petrov managed to keep it alive. So fair fair enough on that. So I feel as if we've been talking about this for longer than the game's been on now. So <laughs> was, 11 minutes is gone yes, and, it's, three and, nil. It's, and it's 3-0. Quite, quite incredible. And watching this coverage back, it's there are so many... Again, I, I talk about Ian Crocker. There are so many iconic pieces of commentary there. It's even just subtle ones along the way. Um, he's, he's talking about how, what's the best old firm game? Well, the answer is simply the next game. The next <laughs> old firm game is the best old firm game. He's just he's, he's rolling out, out this script. Yep. And it, it, it sometimes goes unnoticed because, as I said, I'm talking about the, the noise of the crowd and he's wheeling out some facts about how Celtic managers typically in recent history don't win their first old firm games. But it's just he's wheeling out all these these lines that went on to be really famous, and you don't really notice it so much at the time. It's brilliant to see back. It could even get even better for Celtic. Lubo with sort of overhead kick puts Larson through, goes through, tries to round Kloss. Made a mess. It's oh, on. Made Kloss a mess. Gathers it up. Unfortunately, Lubo is then booked. He went in on a nasty one on Barry Ferguson. So fair play to him for that. I see, the, I, see, I see the chance Larson missed or he made a bit of a mess of it he tried to go through and Kloss eventually got down to his feet but what we need to remember is he'd missed this is his first yep. old firm game for a long time after he'd been out injured with his broken leg he missed the, the, all of them the previous season so he would have been keen to get back involved and I'm, as we'll come on to boy did he but this was his first real chance and he, he made a wee bit of a a wee bit of a hash of it there's a couple of substitutions, of course, as mentioned before. Fernando Rickson goes off oh and yeah. on comes Turkish international. Two guys, an absolute yeah. player, as we're saying. And Paul Lambert again goes off injured in a old firm game. Johan Mialbi comes on to replace him. Two guys was one of these guys who went on. He seemed to get better as he got older. Oh, wait, he, he played, he played till he was about 38, 39 down south. Probably I think. his best at Blackburn. Yeah, he? yeah, he was absolutely tremendous player. You hear a lot of players talk about him. He's maybe one of these just like underrated guys. Uh, technically, down amazing. south, absolutely sensational player. Um, I, I, as you said, Jim, he was better at Blackburn than he was for Rangers. But the, the idea that they had players like this just knocking about, <laughs> sitting on the bench, <laughs> I get a guy like two guys, absolutely unbelievable. And we keep going back to this same thing. It's a thread that's going to run through this entire series. The money they were spending, the players they were able to attract off these dodgy methods. Staggering. Like, <laughs> unprecedented and unheard of since in Scotland. Yep. It wasn't all playing sailing for Celtic, though, was it? Uh, Rangers got one goal. Could have been two. Go did on. they, but did well, they get well, back? Well, the, I mean, Claudio Reyna, American international, <laughs> he scored, and as you rightly pointed out as we're watching it, Stephen, how could you possibly... So he sort of... Well, talk us through the goal. Oh, it's a Celtic corner, another decent delivery, but yep. it's cleared. And you can see from this, watching the game again, yes, Celtic are 3-0 up at this point, but Rangers aren't terrible. They no. play some good stuff. They've obviously got all these players we've talked about. When they did make the substitution, they did come into the game, they changed it up. And I think Van Bronckhurst went to left back and Vidmar went to right back. So then in midfield, two guy went into the centre. Right. And they were, they were a lot stronger. Uh, Reina went over the right hand side so they looked a lot better they played some good stuff and you see it in this corner they break out and it's one touch stuff the ball's worked out wide goes down the left and it's across to the back post and Reina heads it looks like Gould gathers it saves it on the line but the goal's given this is 41 minutes so you even at this time you're like oh why have we let in a goal right before and, and as you time? said Stephen Gould gathers it in such a way that 
it's impossible to tell. It's, no, it's completely it's, impossible. It's not. Yeah. It's definitely not completely in the back of the net. No, so it's, 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 it's a, either it's stopped on the yeah. line, and, and as you say, it's a complete guess. There, and, there's and no doubt there. that it's a guess because the angle we see it from in the coverage, it's impossible to tell. But the the linesman, to his credit or in fairness to him, is on the other side of that, so he's got a better view than we do. But it's still completely impossible to tell because he's obstructed by a post. Yeah. he can't tell, and it is the the whole ball has to be over the into, the entire line. Impossible to tell, so it's just a guess. It is. Uh, if this game had been played today, we would have multiple angles of yeah, that. We'd yeah. have above the goals. They would have still gave it to the, the, the Huns. Bee, yeah, of the course. Bee, bee, still would have given it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, at, at this point, oh, by the way, speaking of angles, player cam, Barry Ferguson. Yes. I thought you were going to say <laughs> cut angle or something. <laughs> You're going to throw in a wrestling <laughs> reference there. It was Barry Ferguson we were being treated to on the player cam, having previously been, I think it started off with Chris Sutton. Yeah, we uh, got the goal game. to start. Barry Ferguson, a wee skin nut. He yeah. looked like a rat then. He did. He looked like a right wee bam. Uh, he's, he's tidied up a wee bit these days, but he'll look like a right hero stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Peta at this point, showboating. He's yeah, absolutely yeah. running the show. He's absolutely tremendous. Proven in the commentary had remarked about how the, the transformation under Martin O'Neill had been absolutely astonishing. So it's something we've been talking about for a couple of episodes. Ask you now. a question though. I think Bobby Pett is sick of hearing about this game. No. Bro, uh, Melee says no. Yeah. I, reckon, I reckon every guy that's had a couple of drinks and they see Bobby Pett and mates, yeah, six to a game. Better having that than nothing at well, all. Tony Watts, yeah. Barcelona game, take that. It's um, it's definitely his career highlight with Celtic, without a doubt. But you know, you're better having a, an amazing highlight that is, you know, part of one of the most iconic games and certainly yeah. in modern history for Celtic. Why not give him that? I don't, I don't know if he's likely have been fed up hearing about it, but he's a DJ now. Yeah, <laughs> as we we're saying, the player cams on wee Barry the now and. He does slide a good through ball. Just a minute later, it goes through to Rod, Rod Wallace, who finishes with his left foot. An absolute yeah. peach of a finish, but linesman flags him for offside. And a wee bit of luck here again, boys. He's not offside. There's a yeah, lot of dodgy not. decisions here. It was, and it was a great goal. And the game could have been also, also very different. 3-2, yeah. going on to half time. At this point, Rangers are coming right back into it. That should have been 3-2. Although, you know, Win some, you lose some. They might, they should probably have not had their, the yeah. goal that stood, but they should have had this one. Evens out over the course of two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Lambert has been stretched off twice by this point yeah. as well, so he is eventually subbed off for Johan Mialby. We've not really spoken about Johan Mialby much in the O'Neill years. He hasn't, he's yet to Make fully establish himself. He's back from injury. I think this is his first game back from injury. Yeah, and he's more of a, a midfielder at this yeah. point. He was yet to go on to be the, the centre half that we know and love. This game's a, a bit of a freak. That's four goals already, one ruled out for offside. <laughs> We've already missed a couple of chances. And then again, Bobby Petters put through Larson and Sutton in a play. Sutton lifts it over the defence. Petter goes through, but it just won't fall from. Sort of smothered by Kloss, but it breaks to Larson, who again is falling as he hits a shot and it just goes wide. And me and me think, oh, Henrik's not scored against them in a while. <laughs> it, it could be. 5-3 at half time it just must be one of those freak games where Celtic got off to a good start but as I said Rangers haven't been terrible you wouldn't no, no, say te- you can see with the amount of players they've got it's virtually impossible for them to be terrible because it's internationals everywhere but we finally get to half time and even at 3-1 you're still wary yeah, at this point there's been about 5 games played by the, the time half time rolls around when it gets to half time as well Celtic have 3 shots Free on target. <laughs> Rangers have had six and had free on, uh, free on target. So it is a close game 
Because Rangers, Rangers were a, this is we keep saying it, but they were a good. This isn't the Duff Rangers we were beating five <laughs> no, no, a couple of years no, ago. No. This Rangers team could really hurt you, yeah. uh-huh. and we just went out and rolled right over the top of them. So it's half time. Shall we go and watch the second half? Oh, yes. oh, more of the same, please. <laughs> Would you make any changes at half time? <laughs> <laughs> this Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The 90 minutes are up. Full time is over. It's Celtic six. Give me that score, Jamie. Give me that score. The Rangers two. Oh, oh it's just Rangers. <laughs> it's just Rangers back then. But it's hard. I mean, we're going to talk about it. Where do you, where do you want to begin? Because I'm just I'm just I'm holding back here. I know when I want to shoot my beans. I want to begin with the, the half time coverage. As it is. Um, <laughs> All right, but of course you do. If anything was going to again, it's a it's a theme tonight. It's it's very much part of what we're doing here. If you wanted to feel even more two thousandy than you already did, do you know what the the song? Did you notice? I was taking notes. Maybe you didn't notice the song that played over the Celtic Tannoy at half time was hey. just while the the, the half time analysis was going on. Roll with it. No, oh. more two thousand day because that was that was nineties. Was so. it Groove Jet? No, it wasn't. It was Kids by oh, Ro- Robert Miles. No, Robbie, no. Robbie and Kylie. Oh, Robbie, yeah, and Kylie. Robbie Williams and Kylie Minogue. Was that Robert Miles called song called Kids? Children? It was called. Oh, I was so close. I was close. You know. <laughs> yeah, Kids by Robbie Williams and Kylie Minogue. What a tune! Oh, what a two thousand day tune. Speaking of tunes, the whole of the halftime analysis, <laughs> every single part of it, every second of it. Is underpinned, or rather, it's like an it's over the top of it. Remember that like trance mix of the Braveheart theme tune? Yes, yeah. plays all the way through halftime, all the way through it, like every single second of it. Scottish football, mate. Yeah, 
they still pumping. Scott. I mean, Sky still do that. Like <laughs> with, with the Scottish football coverage is just so twee. It's so <laughs> so Scottish. It's like but we get it. There was a nineties one. Uh, there's a there's a thing. It's maybe for another podcast, but there's a thing on Sky. It's very similar, and it's these games in the the Sky theme tune to the Scottish football was bagpipes yeah. like, nah, 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 remember, nah, remember nah, recently nah, nah. it was like it used to be just this is like a trope but they do it in like all sorts of crappy like vignettes but it was like Edinburgh Dundee oh, yes, yeah, Aberdeen yeah. Yeah, St Johnston and all like, that. Oh, fuck <laughs> off man Can come have on the best pies I know, stop, stop with the small time because this is big time coverage <laughs> for a big time match that's Melly. exactly what it is game just again starts off in a bit of a whirlwind Rangers come out quite well in the mm. second half uh, get a couple of crosses in, but the game is killed pretty much stone dead. And it is Route 1 football boys. Johnny Bootgill gets the ball and just sheerly smashes it as hard as he can right yep. up the pitch. Chris Sutton gets the ball, flicks it on, and who wants to take over from here? Larson. Oh, he's in! Hendrik Larson! Jamie said that we were watching the greatest goal you've ever seen. I honestly, I honestly still think it's the greatest Celtic goal I've ever seen. It's, it's, You'll not find many people arguing with you. The no. only thing it's up against is the likes of your Stevie Chalmers um, in the 67 for all times yeah. purposes, but for our lifetime, nothing against this. It's just, it's the goal, it's the significance, it's the player, it's the technique. Oh. The commentary, it's, as the, I said the earlier. commentary. That is sensational, obviously, uh, yeah. as we've just heard. See, when I was yeah. researching for this podcast... I was watching this game on the laptop and I called my fiancé in from the next room and I says, you need to watch this because you, you as someone who's, who, she was on Kerrydale Street, yeah. she's not a massive Celtic fan, but she was on Kerrydale Street, I was like, you need to, you need to understand the importance of this goal. This was a, this was a Celtic team, you know, when I was a wee guy and, and these games were happening, Rangers, we just used to, used to get beaten by yeah. Rangers. Yep. That was Keep what was it. happening. Yeah. You know, and then out of the blue, this Celtic team led by Martin O'Neill came absolutely out of the blue and were, running riot over Rangers Rangers still have the ability to punish you in this game this is a good Rangers team and Henrik Larson pops up after having you know we, we said at the first half you know patches first yeah route one stuff for Johnny Gould Chris Sutton just a wee holds the defender oh, off that he was so good at yeah. takes it knocks it down to Henrik Larson and Melly you can pick you, you can pick up for the Henrik Sutton has knocked it down to Larson just takes a touch running at Cornerman Cornerman's defensive technique to come up against Larson he comes on side on but opens his legs and right you legs. do not give a man it's like a, Henrik Larson a backwards nutmeg as well it kind of comes through from the back to the front yeah. just pokes it through the legs and just Kloss is coming out and he just sort of the audacious chip oh. from Henrik Larson right over him he sort of bends his body around a bit he's not straight on Kloss just stands there and looks over and it's, the, un, it's absolutely un, I, I could watch that go every single oh, day every, two, I feel like I two, have I feel I, like I have seen it every day I'm for my life get, yeah. I feel like it's, 
He just stuck that through Connerman's legs. Cross is coming out. He goes, bump, there's your dinner, gaffer. And he's celebrating before it hits the back of the net. I would love to know what was going through his mind the at the time. The two ball boys as well, because you right. see this as soon as the ball hits the net, they're just bouncing about. That's famous as well, ain't jumping about. Right, well, Do you know um, who one of those ball boys was? Andy Walker. And <laughs> <laughs> that ball boy was Steve Jobs. <laughs> I'm going to give you a wee excerpt from the, the book called You Are My Larson, a tribute to Celtic's goal machine by Mark Guidi and Ewan Graham from, from some time ago. And it's Yep, and yeah. it is in a segment called My Top Six Goals. Right, so this is Larson's own words. Celtic 6, Rangers 2, August 27, 2000. Scoring against Rangers is special. They are the ones the fans really remember you for. It was the first time we'd played them this season and everyone was eager to see how we'd size up. So for us to win so convincingly was utterly amazing. I scored our fourth and fifth but it was my first goal that was the most important. We'd been 3-0 up in the first 13 minutes, but Rangers had nearly pulled it back to 3-2. In that situation, the game can go either way, so it was important for us to get the initiative again. Five minutes into the second half, as we've just been talking about, Chris Sutton chested the ball down to me and knocked the ball one side of Bert Conteman and ran past his other side. As Stephen Kloss came out, I chipped the ball over him. I wasn't being flash. I thought it was the easiest way to score. <laughs> <laughs> it steadied us, and what a great feeling. So that's what Henrik Larsson himself thinks of, of that goal. Just thought that was the best way to do it, so that's exactly what it's he did. Out, it is out of this world. How dare you? How dare you <laughs> score a goal like that against The audacity. Yeah, just, it's because everything that's went previous to this, we've won one league title in, what, 12 years, maybe? Yeah. Rangers coming into this. This Rangers team had only lost... Two of the last 47 games, they lost one game the previous season, and that was, I think that was the last game of the season against Motherwell. So they could have they could have done the invincible, they won the treble as well. Yeah, and gross. we have walked up with this new manager, brings in two players. We've got Henrik Larson back, and you didn't expect to win. And then you've got Bobby Petter showboating, Henrik Larson chipping <laughs> the most highest paid player in Britain. Is getting chipped by <laughs> Champions Larson. League winner, by the way, yes. Stefan Kloss, a couple of years before. You mentioned Bobby Petter, and again, I feel the need to bring him up because Bobby Petter, in this game, we've already talked about how it's basically the pinnacle of his Celtic career, and it, it, it was to be the case. He had another few games, another good few contributions, but yep. this was undoubtedly the highlight. The start of the second half, the, the fans are chanting his name. The, yep. the fans are yep. singing Bobby Petter's name. That's a big deal for a guy who's come from absolutely nowhere in this squad. He's showboating, he's getting a standing ovation when he goes to take a corner shortly after this goal as well. It's just, what a day it must have been for him. And we talk about getting sick of hearing yeah. about it. I bet he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> Bobby Petter isn't a natural wing-back. No. Stefan Mahe's not a natural centre-half. Johan Mialbe, probably better in defence than he is midfield. Paul Lambert, our top midfielders, went off. Stylian Petrov has just come into this team after yeah. having a nightmare start. Chris Sutton has been brandished a flop down south <laughs> yeah, yeah. and has come up here. Henrik Larson's just back from a broken leg. This is a again a patchwork team for yeah, Celtic. Right. It's just a team cobbled together by Martin O'Neill. Obviously looking back at it on paper and what we know in history now it looks like an absolutely staggering team now yeah. but, but you're absolutely right given context of the time of the year 2000 you're absolutely right it was it's just a team yeah. thrown together with, yeah. and all he's done is came in because he didn't do tactics much He's just instilled belief in these players, yep. told them they are better than them. He's told the press, Rangers are the benchmark. Then he's went into the changing room and said, we will win the league this year, I guarantee it. And the players believe it. We all hear about this aura he has. Look what he's done in five games. Yeah. He's just changed the whole of Scottish football. 
Rangers did pull one back. Nothing but a consolation as far as the game turned out. What did you say a minute ago, Melly? Mahe is not a natural centre half. (laughs) (laughs) Heavily involved in this. Just a daft decision from him. Just um, it was something. Never getting that ball. Nah, it was something that kind of. Uh, littered Mahe's Celtic career a wee bit, a wee bit erratic at times. That's he was a, a very two thousand day haircut he's got. As well, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Of course, I can. Um, Stephen Mahe, I quite liked at the time. He wasn't the greatest of players, but he had that mental. He, yeah, he was that that really appealing fullback mental streak that, <laughs> that I think we all quite like in a player. But his decision making wasn't the great at times, and it showed again here. Wrong side, a Wallace, and yeah. he basically just jumps in his back. It's a nothing challenge. Basically, it's just desperation. It's another goal. Well, another penalty range, another Rangers chance, but they've caught us on the counter attack. Hmm. And again, when you see them, they spray the ball about well. As yeah, soon as they get it, bang, 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 and he's in the box. Mahe's wrong side. We are pretty open at this point, but as we said, it is a bit of a patchwork team. And Billy Dodds keeps up his goal scoring record. Puts him the wrong way. Puts him the wrong way. Game back on, I reckon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So after Rangers Rangers scored first goal, there was a wee bit of a there was a wee bit of change. Yeah, Martin O'Neill he usually likes his three five two, but he brought on Tom Boyd for Lubo Moravchik. Lubo was absolutely dancing in this game; he yeah. was unbelievable. But he brought on Tom Boyd, showed it up, went four four two, a bit more steady in there, showed it up a bit. Be all right, lads. Tom Be Boyd right. comes on for his thirty fifth old firm game of his career. He's obviously been there a long time, but now he signed in nineteen ninety two. Swap swap deal for Tony Cascarino, former Marseille ace Tony <laughs> Cascarino. Um, so he comes on for his thirty fifth old firm game, seven wins. Oh, so that, that, that tells the story of of his career to this point. After this, in the the game, sort of. There's a lot of challenges. McNamara, he's a Meaty. bad one on Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. He gets booked when you're thinking, nowadays, oh, you're struggling there, Jackie. <laughs> Tom- remember, um, casting back to our previous episode, he's already been sent off this season for a couple of shocking oh, yeah. challenges as well. And uh, Tony Vidmar with an absolute shocker on Bobby Petter. Disgraceful yeah. challenge. Free kick Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it then pans to the crowd. You've already mentioned no G's in there. Yeah, yeah. Sitting just along alongside him. Louis Van Hal. Oh yeah, that, of course. Dutch yeah. manager, so yeah, he's about eighty of, players on the part to watch. There's loads of Dutch players involved in this point, and this is I think it was shortly after this Bobby Petter was given a wee bit of international recognition. Yeah. yeah. Sadly he was never given the chance to make the appearance that he never got the cap, but he was called up to a squad after this because he was so impressive in the game. But I think I think injury ruled him out of the, the squad he was pulled up um, and called up for. Sorry. Rangers also, you know, they wanted to recognise their Dutch contingent. So <laughs> what, what they done and this is on yeah, they brought out an orange strip. Yes, yeah, now makes perfect I, sense. I know I know listen, I know what some people are thinking. Take those thoughts out of your head. Purely <laughs> purely for the orange guys. And yep. to commemorate them again and not in some cynical no, 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 employee no, no, no. to make more money. They've re-released an orange strip this year, but that is also to commemorate because like some Bert Corner and all that yes, back yeah, then. Yeah, so that <laughs> makes sense. So I'm I'm looking forward. Twenty years time, I'm looking forward to Celtic commemorating the French boys by releasing a red, white, and blue. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yes absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Celtic have been uh, previously talked about as being soft in the previous season, very soft, but Martin O'Neill coming in, bringing in the physicality, and it's shown here, Johan Melby's on a midfield, but there's a point where he's absolutely flinging Rangers players about, <laughs> they're just bouncing off him, and he, he wins a free kick off Amaruso, which Bobby Petter steps up, whips in, a, Lubo's off, so the delivery from Lubo's not there, but Petter whips in this delicious ball from the right-hand side, 
who's standing there unmarked, the man meant to mark him, Barry Ferguson, (laughs) and Henrik just gets up the dreadlocks with that hairband and just header into the back of it, 5-2, game set and match. Petter delivers, Larson's header, he's done it again, it's a double for Henrik Larson, it's number five for Celtic. Well once again it's a wonderful goal Ian, but once again you have to question the marking in the back for Rangers. Good delivery, whipped in by Petter, but look at the room that Henrik Larson has, Barry Ferguson the nearest to him, and he's three yards off him. And it doesn't get any easier for strikers than this. But of what's still to be done, though, and Larson applies the deathest of headers to find the corner. But he should have been marked tighter than that. This goal, see if the the chip over Kloss had never happened, this goal would be right up there as oh, well. It was totally, totally overshadowed by the, the far better goal, in fairness. But if that goal had never been scored, this would be right up there in Henrik Larson's goals scored in his career. It was absolutely sensational to get the... Angle on that from the edge, from the position of the box he was in, the guy like the neck muscles, the oh, torque yeah. that that must have taken the to torque, just to words. just whip. Yeah, I think I maybe a podcast area <laughs> from torque. <laughs> so he, he manages to glance it right across the the edge, like the, the other side of the goal. Klaus can do absolutely nothing, and he's far out as well. He's not. It's not like he's just glanced it in from six yards out. It's it's an absolutely sensational header and lesson. We've talked in previous podcasts when we've covered the Porto games, an absolute dynamo in the air at times, like a really underrated like danger in the air for someone who's not necessarily remembered as the tallest or the most yeah. physically imposing. Brilliant. He seems to he's got a certain technique of the way he headers the ball. Because yeah. when you see the still photos, he's he's always the same. But we get another wee glimpse of a podcast favourite here now, Celtic. Bring on Tom Boyd. Rangers turn to the bench. Bring on Andre Kinchelski. <laughs> Who's standing behind Andre? Jimmy Bell. Jimmy Bell, of course, and yeah. It's weird. His hair's lighter back then than it is now. <laughs> yeah, there's a few, there's a few uh, discrepancies with his hair colours <laughs> over the years. Just Andre Kinchelski's coming <laughs> off the bench <laughs> as well. Obviously, former former English Premiership champion um, with Man United. Just bringing him off the bench. Yeah. Never played in a Merseyside derby, an Old Firm derby, a Manchester derby. Yeah, of course. That's right. The guy has been there and done yeah. it. Five and a half million they paid for him back then. <laughs> Peanuts for a Rangers player Squad of the time. Player. Yeah, that was basically the, the going rate for a Rangers player yeah. of any any description it wouldn't be an old firm clash as they say <laughs> without a red card it was a clash wasn't uh, it that's what it was um, and there was a red card in this game it was for the aforementioned little rat wee Baz wee yeah. Baz the crab passes yeah. sideways bang wee Barry <laughs> Arm wee Barry Armband before he was the captain <laughs> of Rangers he, he is sent off because he falls on the ball and handballs it and he's his second booking from that point on, Bealing, absolutely yep, uh, Bealing. Can he take it? The booking just can a couple of <laughs> the booking a couple of minutes before it was a shocker on Petrov. It was yeah. a, a bad challenge. And then the second one, he's just lost the head, didn't he? Bealing. Right. Basically just I'm I'm trying my wee hardest here. Just appealing to the Huns, isn't he? And of course, there's this a long went history on. of that in yeah. Rangers. The way we've seen it in the most recent Old Firm game, uh, Glasgow Derby is now with uh, with Jordan Jones and we've seen it before yeah. with plenty of these players. It's a, it's it's like a trait that they all have. They don't like it. They don't like it open. No, and and this of course led to the the famous or the infamous 
Battle of Bothwell <laughs> later on that night where Barry Ferguson famously went out right after the game. I don't know if what he, was he wearing. <laughs> well, I think he was pushed and still wearing his Rangers track. No, he wasn't. He? No, no, he wasn't. He? No, no, no. He went home and changed another Rangers track. <laughs> <laughs> his dress Rangers track. <laughs> his smart one. Uh, so he went out, out on the tiles and ended up. I think like legend has it, it was in a kebab shop or something like that and basically kicked off. And it was it, it kind of sparked the whole well, players shouldn't be out after the game that we still uh-huh. talk about to this day. Let's stay at home, stay at the way. And that was the, the kind of trigger of that. Barry Ferguson ruined it for everyone. Yeah, basically. There's an interesting wee bit in, in the footage there. Sky are obviously advertising Super Sunday. Mm. Now, it's Aston Villa versus Chelsea. So I thought, I'll have a wee delve into the, the team lineups. Aston Villa, a few classic players. David James. Oh, yeah, right. of course, yeah. England manager Gareth Southgate, Gareth Barry, George Boateng, he was linked with Celtic, linked to Celtic when Lenny came in. Yeah, Lennon tried to sign both him and David James. And uh, Jimmy Bullard. That was Saul Campbell and Jimmy oh, Bullard. Get the experience yeah. Tom, in. Tomo must have been playing. No, Tomo wasn't playing, oh. unfortunately. Uh, Paul Merson was, Steve Stone and a Celtic link. Dion Double. Yes. Oh, there <laughs> we go. D. I was waiting for the Celtic link. But the Chelsea team now. I'm a fan of a lot of these players. Listen to this lineup: Carlo Gudicini, classic. Listen to this back four. The archetypal third choice keeper, yeah. Carlo Gudicini. Yeah. Number one back then, Panucci, Desai, Labruff, and Baba Yaro. That is <laughs> sensational. Panucci, this is bringing back. This is yeah. bringing back so many championship manager yeah. memories for me. Midfield: Roberto De Matteo, Gus Poyet, Stanic, and Dennis Wise up top. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Well, a certain player we might be hearing yes. more from in future episodes of the New Year's, yeah. Tori Andre Flo. Yes. Oh, yes. Lovely. Game finished one each. Desai scored and Luke Nillis got the equaliser for uh, Aston Villa. But a few names in there. Yeah. You can still find them. And that is a, that is a, that is a small segment we're going to call the John Gregory years. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just keep that going when we want that alongside when we do Aston Villas. Aston Villas it's season. a spin-off already. Who was the yeah. Chelsea manager? Was it Rude Hullet? No? Uh, 2000. Viali uh, succeeded by Ranieri. Right, okay. There we go. So but we, have another, we have another goal to talk about oh, in this game. Oh, the last one. Bobby Petter just slings this lovely ball down the left for the overlapping Stefan Mahi. Making up for it. Making oh, up for it. Getting down there, gets to the byline, cuts it across, and there's Sati sliding in. Not so much of a celebration this time, just stands up arrogant with a hand above, punching the air. Because oh. he'd been, as we said earlier, talking the talk, yep. and it was time to walk the walk and big Chris Sutton. He knows he Boy. can do it. He knows yeah. we all doubted him going into this game, and that's exactly what he turned up and did. Has released Stefan Mahi. Have Celtic got another one left in them? Sutton is there! Yes, they have! Sutton scores! It's six of the best for the very best today! Celtic! It's a great strike of goalie because he can't have much left gas in his tank, but he still makes sure he's at the back post when the ball comes in here. And he has to make up a lot of ground. You see him on the far side there. Times are run to perfection, drifts off Amoruso, one touch is enough, and what an old firm debut for Chris Sutton. Martin O'Neill said all he lacked is confidence, well he certainly won't lack it now. He's a hero in the stand of Glasgow today. This game was a, a bit different from a lot of games I think because Rangers had won the treble, they were so good. Martin O'Neill comes in, there was a lot of interest from down south in this game with Chris Sutton coming in as well. 
a lot of people would have watched this and to witness Celtic absolutely smashing them. No Gallagher absolutely lapped up <laughs> this game as well. It was absolutely brilliant. Getting that five two is good. Six two yeah. is up beyond your wildest yeah. dreams. Yeah, it? It, re- it really is. Six of the best, as yeah. they say. Yeah. Well, uh, on your point there, Mel. Yeah, this was back when the the old Thumb Derby, as it, as it was known, had a legitimate claim to being the biggest around. Highest paid player in Britain was yeah, on the pitch, exactly. Right? It, nowadays, maybe falling off a bit, but back then it was it was big news, and these were big players playing in it, and it was it was huge news I everywhere. Still, I so still don't understand how we had more money then when we do now. <laughs> I don't <laughs> understand it. I know. <laughs> I know, and, it was, and Rangers certainly seem to. Well, have, yeah. I, I understand who Rangers did, but I don't understand who we did. So that was the game, the, the match, it ended. Sure was. There is no. There's the game. You, yeah, you cannot underestimate the shockwaves that this sent through yeah. Scottish football, British football, no doubt, but Scottish football. You know what Scottish football's like? You know, everyone's got this perception of the press, they're all Rangers fans, they want Rangers to do well. Rangers were the establishment team. This was the height of that. So you, you, can't, get, you can't get away from This was the height of that, you know. To put in some context, there was a story in the back page, and we'll go to the press, but there's a story in the back page about Barry Ferguson being linked to Arsenal. But the story wasn't about Barry Ferguson being linked to Arsenal. The story was about David Murray being angry at the newspapers for reporting it. (laughs) So that's how much reverence they paid Rangers at this time. I I can't understand why that would have happened, because the the papers were in David Murray's, the the palm of David Murray's hand, so nothing was getting reported that he didn't want it to. He picked up the phone and went, what the F do you think you're doing? And they basically put a retraction (laughs) on the back page for him. Unbelievable. So speaking of the newspapers, Stephen, always, always good. Always looking at the, always looking at the player ratings. Now, one thing I want to say about player ratings, and they do it then and they do it now. See if you come on as a sub, right? Yeah. You get, you get a two or a one. <laughs> and you're like, what have I done? <laughs> Can I, I've, been, I've done okay. Well, here's a good example, actually. I'll go th- I'll go through them all. But Tom Boyd was given a five right. in this particular paper. Has never had an easier 25 minutes than an old firm match. So that's quite generous. Yeah. A five for 25 minutes. However, the rest of the team, Johnny Gould, six. Looked none too convincing at Claudia Arena's head to go and struggle with cross balls into the box. So six is fair enough. Stephen Mahe, six. Yep. Marks right. off for conceding the penalty. Jackie McNamara, seven. Full of running in the Celtic engine room. He chased and hides a burbly. A couple of trademark Jackie McNamara scything yes. challenges <laughs> in there as well. Josh Fulhardin, eight. Alan Stubbs, seven. Henrik Larson, nine. Oh, Can't give him ten, obviously. Nah, you can never give him a ten. Chris Sutton, eight. Paul Lambert, six. Of course, he went off. He only played 35 minutes. Bobby Petter, seven. Seven? That's that's shocking. Seven for Bobby Petter. He was absolutely sensational. We talk about whether he's sick of hearing about it. Do you think he's still raging that the absolute <laughs> peak of his career was a seven out of ten? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> still in Pedrov, seven. Lubomir Moravchik, six. What? I know. Johan Mjalby, six. Obviously, he came off the bench as well. And the only other one, Mark Butchow, who came on when the points were well and truly won, three. There you go. So, Henrik Larson, man of the match, but I kind of go over that with Bobby Petter. That's an absolute no. disgrace. I, I kind of get over uh, Jonathan Gould. How many goals did he let in? Two. Voted six. Stefan Kloss, how many goals did he let in? Six. Yeah, he got six. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll look at that actually. Uh, Rangers' highest rated player was Stefan Kloss with six. <laughs> Fernando Rickson, three. Amoruso, four. Ferguson, five. What? Ge- can generous, I know. Van Bronckhorst, five. Wallace, four. <laughs> Even though he scored. Reyna, five. Contamin, four. McCann, four. Ha ha. Billy Dodd, six. So, yeah. I wonder it'd be good to find the newspaper the day before and see all the predictions for this game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, Martin O'Neill, post-match, yep. talks of giving confidence to Chris Sutton, but that Bobby Petter had did it all himself. He didn't. He wasn't interested in taking any of the credit for Bobby Petter's performance. So 
David Proven had, as I said earlier, had acknowledged that it, it, the transformation was astonishing. But Martin O'Neill just put it straight back. He said, "No, Bill Repetta did that all himself. He turned his career around himself." He also says we got off to a great start, but there were plenty of uncomfortable moments. It could have been three-two after the first seventeen or eighteen minutes of the match. Yes, but you can't take anything away from the effort of the players. They were absolutely fantastic. Even at four-one, I was thinking there is a long, long way to go. They get back to four-two, and I think the only time I ever felt comfortable was when Sutton put the six-one in. This is my favourite bit. But at the end of it all, and I am not being patronising, Rangers are still the benchmark and they're a top class side. <laughs> a little bit patronising yeah, yeah. there, yeah. See, when you're saying I'm not being patronising, probably being patronising. It's like the old uh, Mark Warburton with all due respect and <laughs> yeah. they need to absolutely power something, don't they? We couldn't have dreamed for a better start. We could play for another 100 years and not get a start like that again. I'm delighted and the players were brilliant. The performance was really, really immense. <laughs> Typical Mark Manuel yeah. pattern in it. I would have settled for scoring in the last minute and winning the game 1-0, but there won't be many 1-0 games down here. The players are all delighted, but there is no feeling of euphoria because a few of them have already been here a couple of years and they know not to get carried away with anything. I'll be happy tonight and maybe tomorrow morning, but after that, I and the players will concentrate on the next game. So he's immediately just... Just Simmer calm down, down yeah. Calm down, everybody. And that's that's what O'Neill was very good at. After after he said all this, he refuses to be drawn on key players. So he's asked in his post-match interview, like, who were the key players, the standout players, but he refuses to be drawn on any of that. He just says the entire team were, quote, powerful. The, the word they used to describe the performance and players was powerful. And that, that really kind of stuck in the mind. Because as we've said on previous episodes... He was fond of an adjective, wasn't yeah. he, Martin? Really, he, loved, he loved throwing these words a bit, but powerful was the one that really stuck with me. Rangers, they don't take the feet lying down. They weren't going to let this slip out of their grasp. They'd won 11 of the last 12 titles. <laughs> you know? Horrible. Yeah. So he was going to go out and spend some money. He was going to go out and spend some of our cash, some of our tax money on some <laughs> players. So but we're not here to talk about them. No, that'll, that'll talk- come up. Because there are a few Celtic arrivals on the horizon, some big names that we will delve into. And that is where we shall leave this episode of the O'Neill Years. Thank you so much for listening. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.